0: blessing that you give us every Sunday that we may sit under your word and I just ask Lord that um, you would open all of our hearts and minds today as we hear from you and that you would just anoint Mike with your presence that you would truly speak through him and that this would be your power in action this morning God we trusting you um, help us get to know you more and fall more in love with you as we listen to Mike's preach this morning God in Jesus name amen thanks Lee thank you for that Lee thank you so much for the prayer as well I really uh, need it it's been a I was saying to Jude and a couple of the guys before and it's been been an interesting week lots of travels late nights early mornings prep time for the opportunity to share here today and yeah just um, I'm totally grateful for Leith's prayer that says Holy Spirit please take control and please speak through Mike and the mic thanks nick that this mic is also working and yeah so i mean happy july happy second half of the year i don't know if you realize that happened yesterday like we just snuck into the second half of 2023 Um, when did that happen right so quick it's so cool to see uh, donnie and ronnell and and just to hear from donnie what's been happening that side Um, i can imagine donnie in scotland i don't know about you guys right that sounded like an Australian accent. But yeah, he would be pretty confused in Scotland anyway, right? I check him like charging the hill, brave with his kilt on. Uh, yeah, it looks it looks pretty cool. Anyway, in their absence you you stuck with me this morning, couple dad jokes as usual. But thank you. In their absence to to R and D. It's like research and development. R and D, Ronal and Donnie, just for the opportunity to to share today. But, um, yeah, we don't take ourselves too seriously here, man. You know that. Um, I love to start with some dad jokes. You know that. So there are a couple of real tough dad joke headlines from this past week that fit really well with the word this morning. One said, my obese parrot died this week. (laughs) Nick, that wasn't the punchline, bro. (laughs) My obese parrot died this week. It's been tough. But It's a huge weight off my shoulder. (laughs) It wasn't good enough. Mary's shaking her head. She loves this part of the preach. I know that. Mary, you'll be happy to know I finally sought help this past week for my fear of tsunamis. When the therapist asked me about the symptoms, I said, they come in waves. (laughs) And as if things couldn't get worse, right? Mish broke my favorite lamp this past week. I don't think I'll ever be able to look at her in the same light again. (laughs) So yeah, enough of that nonsense. But there are a couple of tough headlines (laughs) that we are dealing with um, as we walk through this life, right? Maybe you've seen a few tough headlines uh, in the press or social media. Maybe you've walked through a couple of tough headlines in your own uh, newsreel this past week or you're walking through that Um, at the moment and yeah I don't know I mean we're going through life together so imagine every single one of you sitting here today and those that have joined you joined you and us thank you that was confusing online um, every one of us is walking through this life together so when we sit here right now there's headlines and life that we're dealing with Um, what's cool is when we sit and contemplate the word of God As Leith prayed, you know, the word is what we're going to hear this morning. The difficulties of this life are actually reflected everywhere, even in the word. Think of the Old Testament and all that the people of God had to battle and deal with. Uncle Sean is laughing, I know. Uh, What about the New Testament, right? Absolutely, there's difficulties and hardships that people are facing, even for the 12 disciples walked on this world physically with jesus they had to work through some difficult situations imagine that for a moment like picture just picture it right physically walking with jesus as one of his disciples not in durban today you know say "Ah, i already walk with jesus every day mike fantastic thank you susie super christian um but i'm just saying like think about that moment when back in time you were one of the 12 physically walking with Jesus in this world on this planet being actually called by him his voice in person calling you listening to his first preach firsthand sitting there on the side of the mountain with the people listening to him speak or next to the boat on the seashores listening to him speak going with him from town to town and witnessing miracles firsthand seeing things happen that are impossible before your eyes i think that would probably boost your faith right if you and i were there i mean that would boost my faith it would really improve my ability and i hope yours to believe for the impossible trust for the supernatural maybe even to expect the unexpected right i mean literally you're walking it and you're seeing it every day i think so i mean you've watched water turn into wine at a wedding feast you've seen with your own eyes jesus walking on the lake in the storm countless people healed before your own eyes those that were oppressed by demons set free before you. Even the dead, the physically dead, called back to life again. You've seen a couple loaves and one, two fishes. We don't mention the numbers in this meeting. Feeding thousands and thousands of people, not on one, but on two separate occasions. Impossible. Wow. I reckon your faith would be pretty strong, Right. These disciples had faith in Jesus. They were followers of him. But even for these guys, at various points along their journey, they realized that their faith was too small. And I don't know about you, but I reckon at different moments in our lives, we probably have the same realization what i'm dealing with what i'm confronting how long i've had to deal with it or how big it maybe seems in this moment i don't know if i've got enough faith to actually believe you're cruising along through life thank you arnie like arnie just cruising along everything seems in balance everything seems to be going well everything seems to be going fine and then you face a crisis you face a difficulty Maybe you've been a believer for a long time and you find yourself saying, what is going on? What is going on? I'm really going to have to trust in God. Lord, please increase my faith. And that's my prayer for us today. In fact, that's our title slide. You can put it up there. Alex actually says, Lord, increase my faith. So much of what we've sung this morning, so much of what's been prayed before the meeting and at the beginning of the meeting is talking to that as well maybe you feel like Mike this is cool because I really feel like I'm battling with my faith levels uh, at the moment or this past week even that's me that's me too so the coolest thing when we look at this is there's five separate times in the New Testament where Jesus himself mentions having too little faith and I think it's worth maybe taking note of these five times. So that's what I'd love us just to work through this morning. And when Jesus called the people around him, oh, you of little faith, oh, you of little faith, five times on separate occasions, I think like if I cast my mind back, who he was speaking to was probably like the people of Israel, maybe like the Pharisees and the Sadducees, And those religious teachers of the law, oh, you of little faith. Nope. All five times when he said, oh, you of little faith, he was speaking to the 12 disciples who were walking this physical journey along with him and physically witnessing the impossible before their eyes. And he says to them, oh, you of little faith then I go, okay, maybe there's a chance for me, right? Uh, I didn't have the same exposure that they had. Let's see if we can help you feel better this morning about some of the challenges we're dealing with in having too little faith, right? So you're interested? Five times where Jesus said, are you of little faith, cool. We're gonna start in Matthew and these are recorded across the gospels. We're not gonna have time this morning to jump around between them. If you have time this week, maybe just go and look at some of the other versions of these same moments where um, you know the the other gospels record what had happened but today we'll focus on Matthew's version Matthew chapter 6 is where we're going to start and we'll work kind of through it chronologically but I love to hear how Jesus interacted with his disciples because it's such a beautiful picture of how he wants to interact with you and with I right he wants to interact with us and be part of Of our lives. Let's jump straight to Matthew 6, verse 30. And he says, If that is how God clothes the grass of the field which is here today, and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not do so much more to clothe you? O you of little faith. You're going to hear that a lot this morning. O you of little faith. What you'll see as we work through these stories today um, is this phrase, O you of little faith. It almost starts to sound like a nickname that Jesus had for the 12 in these moments when he was challenging them. And I believe he's challenging you and I this morning when he says, O you of little faith. So often I feel, as I said, like my faith is so small. And so I'm preaching to myself today. I always say this. I really feel like that after this Week, so I don't get a shock if I add my own amen here and there, because I felt that was a good point, Mike, for me to, or come on now, or whatever it is, right? Um, all of us have had times in our lives where we feel our faith is too small. But I think what God is saying, what Jesus was saying to his disciples is that none of us should be content to stay in that place. He's calling us to greater faith. He's calling us to grow in faith. So the cool thing is, every time he calls them out for being oh, OU of little faith, there's always a message in there that says, this is how, in that situation, you can grow your faith. And that's actually our goal this morning, as we hear the word, right? We want to be challenged and stirred, and we want our faith to grow. So the very first time, as I say, that Jesus refers to little faith was read for us now in Matthew 6:33. And so the first point is that little faith can't fight anxiety you'll see it on that next slide there little faith can't fight anxiety that's the first point if you're taking notes and that's the first reason that we want to grow our faith because too little faith is ineffective against worry and against doubt and against anxiety let's skip a few verses back to get the context of the one that we just read so back in verse 25 Jesus is speaking about anxiety or worry and he says therefore I tell you you know these scriptures well I'm sure do not worry about your life what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body what you will wear because is life not more than food and the body not more than clothes so you read these words of Jesus is Jesus speaking by the way These are things that people in that day were really anxious and worried and concerned about. Guess what? It sounds a lot like the things we're anxious and worried and concerned about. Do I have enough to cover my costs? Have we saved enough for the future and for what's coming ahead? Will we be able to make ends meet? Have I bitten off more than I can chew? Sounds like this scripture. These are unavoidable questions of life, right, that we all face. They produce worry, anxiety, doubts, questions, sleepless nights, lying awake, wondering, what's the next plan? What's the next thing? How are we going to do this? What are we going to deal with this? Do I have, do I, oh, oh, what am I going to wear? What am I going to eat? What am I going to save? How am I going to, and Jesus says, don't be anxious, Don't worry. And you probably think like I do, well, how how can we do that, right? How can we do that? And Jesus tells us why we should not allow anxiety and worry into our lives. Next verse, verse 26. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns or bank accounts, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than then. Jesus says, God the Father cares about each one of those little birds that you see out there. Don't you think He cares about you as well? There's really zero reason for you to be anxious or worried. And He follows it up in verse 27. He says this Who of you by worrying, or can any of you by worrying, fantastic warriors, add a single hour? to your life answer medically Estelle no in fact the opposite is probably more likely to be the case right worry anxiety doubt question stress do not let your heart be troubled see what Jesus is saying is this worry can't make your health better worry can't extend your life by a single hour worry Can't put more bucks in your bank account. It can't. Worry is completely and utterly ineffective and unproductive. That's what he's saying here. Yet we love to do it. That's me. Amen, Mike. Come on now. We love to do it. There's no need for anxiety. There's no need for worry. So why do we worry? Jesus tells us. We just read it in. Verse 30, O oh, you of little faith. Actually, worry is an expression of too little faith. It says, I don't think you've got this, so I need to worry about it. Amen, Mike. Thanks for that, right? Remember that Jesus is not talking to the unsaved here, the unbeliever. He's talking to his disciples. Sorry, that's outspelt. He's talking to them. And he doesn't say, guys, you have no faith. He says you have too little faith. And so what he says here, first point, faith is ineffective against anxiety. Yes, Lord, I believe, I believe, I believe, yet I'm full of anxious, worry, concern, and doubt most of the time. The two can't live together. So actually, it's pretty obvious that it's possible, like you and I here today, to admit that, We totally believe in Jesus Christ and yet we have doubts and worries and concerns and anxieties. Bottom line is this, grow in your faith, grow in your faith and you'll worry less. Grow in your faith and you'll have greater peace. You'll have greater freedom like Donnie in Scotland. William Wallace, freedom! I can can picture it, man. He just looks ready to do that on that video. (laughs) And so the practical question for us this morning is how, how, how can we grow? How can we grow in our faith? And that's really what I believe Jesus is wanting to show us. So there are many answers to that question. Let's carry on in verse 31. Verse 31 says this, So do not worry, saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear because the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them get this verse 33 often quoted out of context but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well there's the antidote point number one interesting how often that little verse is quoted out of context worry and anxiety how am I going to provide for my family do I have enough am I going to make it in the future how are we going to do this food clothing shelter inheritance bucks whatever Jesus says as we seek God's kingdom and his righteousness all these things will be added as well all that you're stressing about all that you're anxious about everything you're thinking about while i'm mentioning these things and you're sitting here right now this morning today the antidote is seek first his kingdom and his righteousness so if you put that first slide up again alex this is what we're going to do with each of the points right little faith cannot fight anxiety so you want your faith to increase seek first his kingdom and his righteousness According to Jesus in Matthew six and verse thirty three, in the days when your heart feels like it's caving in. dead. This is too much. Maybe some people around Durban felt like that again this past week or last year if you were in can you imagine being on the hill by the Jensens in Umkhloti last year in April or May with buildings collapsing and Jesus says why are you so afraid stop and everything stops <laughs> you had to be there wow Everything stops, and the sun's out, and the sea is that piece of glass, like we sometimes see it when there's no wind or anything blowing here around derbs, right? We've had a few days like that even this past week to him. They, they call on him. They do have some faith, just like in that first example. Why are you afraid? important point for us here is little faith is obedient to jesus he asked them to cross the lake little faith calls on jesus they go and they call out to him maybe some have even said to you in the storm of life that you're facing well you got yourself into this mess you need to get yourself out maybe you're in the storm on the waters because jesus commanded you to take the trip so then maybe the answer is no he guided me into this mess he's gonna get me out that's what faith would say right but i think condemnation often gets heaped on us when we're facing difficult circumstances oh you must have done something wrong you must have made a wrong turn you better go and ask forgiveness because you wouldn't be in this situation unless you got yourself into it and i'm not saying that's never the case sure that's sometimes the case but sometimes you're in the storm because Jesus commanded you to cross the lake and you're doing what he said and he's sleeping and he's relaxed because you're in the right place where you need to be and he's got this that's his cry to us this morning I've got this so they turn with their little face and they call on the Lord save us And they still have fear because little faith underestimates Jesus' ability. I don't know about you, but this reflects me sometimes in my life and in my walk. Lord, I'm willing to be obedient. I'm really wanting to do whatever you command me to do. But sometimes the storm is too big and my faith is too small. And I really have underestimated Jesus, what you're capable of. Forgive me this morning, Lord, for underestimating how much you can do and what you are capable of. So increase our faith please lord that is our cry as we work through your word notice how the story ends because we pick up another lesson here on how to grow our faith in verse 26 that we just read matthew records that jesus got up from sleeping he rebukes the wind he rebukes the waves and immediately there's this great calm and the fishermen disciples are blown away what sort of man is this that even the winds and the rain obey him and they looked to him and they saw what he'd done and they're blown away and their faith has grown in that moment i'm sure right if he said step out we're going in the boat and there was a massive hurricane at sea they'd probably go okay next time let's go i mean i've seen how he can say calm and there's going to be calm so let's go their faith must have grown paul says it this way um, in this next verse ephesians 3 verse 20 now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above whatever we could ask or think or imagine according to the power that works in us. What's your exceedingly? What's your abundantly? What's your above what you could ask or imagine this morning? What is the thing you're crying out for that seems too far, too much, too big? Exceedingly Abundantly, Even little faith believes enough to ask Jesus for help. We're going to ask Him for help this morning. Amen? We're going to ask Him for help. And as we get to know Jesus, and as we get closer to Him, and as we see His response after response after response, all my life you have been faithful. Yeah. As we see those responses as we walk with Him. Point number two says this, the antidote for little faith underestimates the ability of jesus but faith grows as we get to know him better as we witness him calming the storms as we see what he's actually able to do you see god is able to do exceedingly amen abundantly amen far above what we can ask or think or imagine i hope that's helpful you guys are way too quiet out there number three here we go there's a third time come on now soul. that's it yes <laughs> matthew 14 as we work through matthew and we're back on the lake at night these guys are getting comfortable with the scene now right stormy lake at night the disciples are in the boat this time jesus is not with them he's praying on the mountain you know the story So this is the story of where Jesus came walking to them on the water at night. And it's point number three. It says this, little faith is easily distracted. Little faith is easily distracted. We can jump straight there to Matthew 14 verse 31 on the next slide. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you? Why did you doubt? Jesus reached out his hand, took hold of, you know who, Peter, and says, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? So we all know the story of Peter, I'm sure, walking on the water, right? Also known as, oh, you of little faith, the one of the 12 that was willing to step out of the boat and go for a walk on the raging sea to Jesus, be the second person to do this in history, right recorded history oh you of little faith pete sure i realize i've got a long way to go jesus links little faith to the next sentence and says why why did you doubt I'm having fun with the tech this morning mics cameras action <laughs> just have some more faith there bro So, Jesus is praying on the mountain. Picture the scene. We're the disciples, we're in the boat. And Jesus comes walking on the water to the disciples. If the slides are working, we're in Matthew 14 25. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, crying out in fear. And immediately Jesus said to them, Take courage again don't be afraid For anxiety doubt worry it's me lord if it's you oh you of little faith said tell me to come to you on the water and Jesus said come what's cool is even little faith can take a step a really bold step when you look at the peter story here getting out of the boat i mean my first response to this is not little faith this is great faith this is immense faith how many of us would have gotten out of the boat i would have struggled to get out of the. yeah mary's shaking her head i see that man ask your neighbor would you have gotten out of the boat I see laughter and heads shaking, like, no, probably not, right? Maybe some of you would have, I don't know. But Peter must have had great faith to take that step and get out of the boat in that moment. And yet Jesus says to him, what? Oh, you of little faith. Why? Well, Spurgeon, Charles Spurgeon, I don't know if you know him, an old buddy of ours. This is what Charles Spurgeon says. Little faith is too eager for signs Not science, signs. I do not think Peter's faith suddenly became little. I think it was always little. And that the sight of the wind made its littleness apparent. Strong faith is content even without signs. It believes God's bare word and it asks for no confirming miracles. Now, it's clear from that story that little faith is nickname that Jesus uses uh, to address Peter. Even little faith can achieve great things. I mean, walking on the water, right? But it's also clear that if we allow ourselves to be distracted in our little faith and we turn our eyes towards the outward signs of the collapse going on around us or confirmation of what we didn't want to hear or see, that little faith will vanish immediately so Jesus is responding to the invitation of Jesus to come Matthew tells us when he walked on the water and he saw the winds and the waves the reality of physical life around him he suddenly became afraid so his eyes are on Jesus his eyes are on the master he can step out of the boat he can walk on the water but just like you and me as soon as the reality of life starts crashing around we take our eyes off and we focus on those things and we start to sink beneath the waves and it's like this Lord I believe you for my finances and then we get our bank statement Lord I believe you for my healing and then we get the doctor's report Or well, I believe you and I'm trusting for your hand on my relationship and then we have another difficulty or an argument and our little faith really believes God. And then it gets so easily distracted, right? Maybe it's only me. So we're asking this practical question again. How can our faith grow? Well, again, from this story, there's another obvious answer. And it's really cool because thank you to the band, the suddenly put together at six o'clock this morning band. <laughs> Thanks for that Uh Red flag there, Salah. Salah wasn't feeling great this morning. He was meant to be leading us in song this morning, and yet he was still here to play uh, with us. Thanks for that, Sal, and Mary for jumping onto the lead. Surprise! Woke up this morning, change of direction. You wouldn't have known it, right? Worshiping in the, in the congregation this morning. But that's where our story or our verse actually ends here. Verse 32. And then when they, that's Jesus and Peter got into the boat what happened a miracle again the wind ceased the waves died down and those who were in the boat came and worshiped him saying you are truly the son of God I'm sure including Peter who was just rescued out of the waves put back in the boat calm truly you are the son of God and worship can put our focus back on Jesus in the storm. How many times has that happened for you and for me, right? In the storm, I'm getting distracted, I'm losing hope, and then worship brings my focus back to back to Jesus. So if we think here of point number 3 and we put that slide back up, we're easily distracted with our little faith. Therefore, we should worship Jesus to stay focused on him. Antidote for distraction in our faith and little faith. Worship Jesus. Amen? Amen? Hope this is helping you. Number four, fourth time he mentions it, Matthew 16. We're coming into land pretty soon. That's where we're headed now. If you're flipping through your Bible, Matthew 16. How many of you are forgetful sometimes? Maybe ask your spouse. There we go. I see <laughs> a couple of hands being raised by <laughs> thumps in the ribs. Are you forgetful sometimes? Here in Matthew 16. We see that. You can put up the next point. Little faith forgets. Little faith forgets what Jesus has done. Do you remember the Mr. Man books? I don't know if any of you have kids. Oh, very cool books. Uh, this is uh, Mr. Quan. I mean, uh, Mr. Forgetful. Uh, <laughs> no saying amen so loud there, Leith. Uh, Mrs. Quan. Oh, wow. <laughs> didn't matt go to school once as mr nobody all dressed in in white hey mr nobody so cool miss you maddie Uh, anyway point number four over here little faith forgets what jesus has done all my life you have been faithful all my life you've been so so good time after time after time after step after step yet in the moment of the crisis we forget what he's done matthew 16 verse 8 but jesus being aware of it what their little faith said or what they were talking about said to them oh you of little faith there's the nickname why do you reason among yourself because you have bought no bread now the context of this year is uh back in verse six um i think but we'll get there now watch and beware the leaven of the pharisees and the sadducees that's what jesus let's go there in fact uh, verse five to seven now when His disciples had come to the other side. They had forgotten to take their school lunch. They had forgotten to take bread. And Jesus turned to them and said, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And so they started to reason among themselves, saying, It's because we've brought no, or we've taken no bread. And when Jesus referred to leaven, they thought he was talking about their school lunch. Oops, guys, we forgot our bread. I know someone should have really packed some lunch but why did he say the leaven of the pharisees maybe we shouldn't or should be asking for bread from the pharisees because they give arms sometimes to other people they often have. maybe he wasn't saying leaven because of that maybe he's saying we shouldn't eat what the pharisees are giving us because we're not walking in fellowship with them and on and on the conversation is going and jesus said in verse 8 as we just read now oh you of little faith why are you discussing among yourselves the fact that you have no bread and then he says this in verse 9 do you not remember there's that line we forget Do you not remember, Mr. Forgetful, the five loaves of the 5,000 or how many baskets you picked up, verse 10, or the seven loaves and the 4,000 and how many large baskets you picked up? At least we're mentioning the actual numbers here. Donnie would be proud, right? Jesus asked them, do you not remember? Why does he ask? Because little faith forgets so the opposite is also true faith grows when we remember the words and the works of jesus and how many times he's come through for us in the past Karen, thanks so much for the time of communion earlier because that's exactly what you read do this in remembrance of me do this in remembrance of me it costs our mind back to his body and his blood that was given for us for what for the strengthening of our faith that's why we remember that's why we take communion so that we remember focus our hearts and our minds on what Jesus has done so point four back to our slide little faith forgets what Jesus has done but faith grows as it's strengthened by the word and the works in our lives of God And then the fifth and last time this morning, Jesus referred to little faith is found in the next chapter, Matthew 17. And here we learn that on the next slide. Little faith gives up too soon. That's sometimes us, right? Just give up too soon. Notice... Matthew 17, verse 19 to 20. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? And Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, some translations, depending on which one you have on your phone or your tablet there says, unbelief is little faith in in fact in mine i don't know if you can see that little e next to unbelief when you click on that then it like brings up the other version and the brackets then become little faith because of your unbelief or your little faith for assuredly i say to you if you have faith as small (laughs) as small i wish i had a mustard seed to show you this morning as small as a mustard seed you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing will be impossible for who? For me, the Lord Jesus. No, for you. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you'd say move, and the mountain would move. Wow. So Jesus' have come. Jesus' disciples came to him privately, said this. Why could we not get it right? Why could we not cast it out? And you know the story, I'm sure. Jesus has gone up the mountain with Peter and James and John there's the transfiguration where his glory was revealed it's an amazing time the other nine disciples oh you of little faith are left down at the bottom of the mountain and while they were there a man with a demon-possessed son came to see them and asked the nine disciples for help the cool thing is the disciples have been in this situation many times before right the earlier gospels tell us that Jesus had sent them out can read it in Mark chapter 6, sent them out, Mark 6, 7, I think we hear the words Jesus gave them, authority over what? Over unclean spirits and Mark tells them they can cast out many demons, they were anointing with oil, they were sick and the sick were healed. So the disciples have been practicing this, they've been, they've been living it, amen? So the disciples have been successful many times before but in this situation they were unable to help. The man brings his demon-possessed son. Nothing's happening. They prayed and they're confused. They're probably, like you and me, a little bit embarrassed as well. Because there's a crowd or there's someone and he's asked and they're trying and nothing's happening. But notice what happens in verse 19 that we just read. When they said, Why couldn't we? cast it out to Jesus that's the question this morning for us isn't it why can't we and of course it's a problem we recognize so we're surrounded by so many difficult circumstances great evils that manifest in the world around us in this community that we prayed for this morning around us in so many different ways there's evil out there there's terrible things that are happening around us and sometimes the church seems powerless to stop what's happening and people will say can't the church do something why couldn't you cast it out that's the question and jesus says why because of your little faith what he's saying is if only i had stronger faith if only i believed more if only i would have been more focused on him i would have had success in this situation but for the first time in my life i realized something in this scripture when i studied this this week this was mind-blowing for me i hope it is for you too because in the verse we just read verse 20 he says truly i say to you if you have faith as small as a mustard seed that let me tell you is little faith so he wasn't talking about your faith was too small because he said even if you just had like a tiniest little speck of faith in verse 20 I say to you if your faith is as small as a mustard seed you'll say to this mountain move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you if you have in other words even the smallest faith the smallest faith can move mountains so what is he saying here? verse 21 however this kind doesn't go out except for what prayer and fasting now in some versions of matthew verse 21 is not there this one but it's definitely recorded in the gospels because in mark chapter 9 and verse 29 it definitely is there and there it says he said to them so this kind can come out but by nothing but prayer and fasting you see it there on on the slide now this is amazing for me because fasting think about it stay with me for a moment we're almost done fasting is something that you do when? over a period of time it wouldn't be a remarkable fast if it lasted 5 to 10 minutes like most of our prayers except maybe during hard lockdown when we were all like strapped to the fridge right (laughs) because we're all at home it's a period of time there's a point here that jesus seems to say oh you of little faith you have given up too soon some only come out through prayer and fasting some prayers are only answered some breakthroughs only happen after a period of time don't give up too soon that's why i love the privilege of preaching because there's difficult passages to understand like this one and then suddenly you get some revelation here's what john Calvin said he's even older than the other guy we saw earlier 15 something yeah 1509 to 1564 when satan has taken deep root in anyone and has been confirmed by demon possession the victory can be difficult and slow and painful and therefore the contest must be maintained and continued with all of our spiritual might in Christ Jesus and I'm convinced as we read the scripture that Jesus's critique of the disciples wasn't how big or small their faith was it was how quickly they gave up don't give up too soon Maybe for some of us here today, we've been struggling because of a loved one who's trapped and powerless and you've been praying for a long time. Jesus says, keep praying. Don't lose heart. Heart. Continue the fast. Amen. Continue to trust. Maybe you're fighting a particular temptation or sin or situation in your life and it feels like so discouraging because every time you fight it, there's mistakes and there's problems and there's temptations and you feel like there's no use i must just give up jesus says to you this morning oh you of little faith don't give up too soon continue to fight amen so that's the answer to point number five alex as we put that slide back up little faith gives up too soon therefore i mustn't give up because faith grows as i persevere as i continue as I fast over a long period of time. Some victories are only won after a long and hard struggle. So amen this morning. Can we continue to fight the fight of faith? I hope that's been helpful for you this morning. Quickly in conclusion, there are the five points. Little faith can't fight anxiety and worry. Little faith underestimates Jesus' ability. Little faith super easily distracted little faith battles to remember what Jesus has done and little faith gives us gives up too soon none of us want to be content to stay there right? So here's the five antidotes antidotes and antidotes for you this morning I'm running out of words as you can see faith grows amen faith grows as we seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness it grows as we get to know Jesus better. It grows as we keep our focus on him in worship. It grows as we're nourished by the word and it grows as we fast and continue and struggle despite how long it's taking as we persevere. Come on, let's pray together this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your power that's just made so evident in this meeting this morning lord as we've been hearing from you and hearing from your word this morning lord i know that you've been speaking to each and every one of us i know lord throughout this week and these past days as i've been working through this you've been speaking to my heart lord and i've seen even as i've been sharing lord and as you've been speaking holy spirit hearts that have been touched through these words and through your word jesus because these are the things that you said to those who are nearest and dearest to you the 12 disciples lord my prayer this morning lord is on behalf of everyone in this meeting and those watching online and those who will listen to this recording later lord forgive us when despite our faith in you because we do have faith in you jesus despite our faith in you we allow our hearts to be filled with anxiousness and worry and doubt it's such a reality for each one of us we know the enemy is constantly coming up against us with anxiousness and worry and doubtful thoughts lord forgive us as well jesus where we forget how big you actually are we forget so easily all the things that you're able to do we underestimate you and your power jesus forgive us for that forgive us lord for being too easily distracted that we forget your word and we forget your works when we look at the waves crashing around us and the wind blowing around us, Lord. Often, Jesus, we we forget, Lord, and we we give up too soon and we don't persevere. There are many this morning who you are saying, tie a knot and hang on and persevere because the situation is going to change some demons only come out through prayer and fasting in a long period of time and so lord our collective cry this morning when we think of how big you are and how much you're able to do is increase our faith this morning lord let our faith levels grow lord jesus we ask that you would help us lord to seek your kingdom and your righteousness As you said in Matthew 6 to your disciples, and all these things will be added as well, Lord. Help us, Jesus, to walk a daily walk with you so that we're reminded of how big you are, Lord. Help us to grow as we worship and glorify you when we're getting distracted in the storm, Lord. Help us to take time daily to be nourished by your word, Lord, and even when the battle is tough, to persevere to keep going, to keep praying, to keep fasting until we receive our breakthrough. So Lord, I declare that over every home and every family and every individual represented here today, I pray your blessing, Lord, as we go out. I pray, Lord, that as we confront situations and circumstances, you will increase our faith and we will receive your breakthrough, Lord. I pray though, for those, Lord, who... Maybe be sitting here this morning we will listen to this recording and don't know you jesus our hearts just cry out lord on behalf of each one of those who are not yet saved and who don't yet believe in you that they would hear these words and say i need i need this in my life i need this jesus mike that you're speaking about i need this jesus who said these words and is speaking into my situation right now and that they would repent From their sins they would turn away from them and turn to you jesus and give their lives to you lord and that you would restore them to the father forever and i pray for specific circumstances that everyone in this meeting is facing lord our faith has grown bigger this morning we will choose to rise up in faith lord declare your word and your truth over our families over our finances over our health over our relationships over our future over our communities over the city over this province over this nation Lord Jesus a great future Lord we will speak life even when the storms are crashing around us we will choose to focus on you and declare your goodness over this amazing country that you've placed us in Lord and over its future in Jesus name and as we step out into this week, I pray through the word you would equip us to do amazing things where you've placed us. In our homes, our neighborhoods, our communities, our workplaces, and wherever you call us to. Schools, varsities, even on holiday with our friends, Lord. Allow us, Lord, to sharpen each other and to draw closer to you. We love you so much, Jesus. We want to say that with all our hearts this morning. We love you and we love the truth of your word and how it equips us. Bless us as we go out, we pray in Jesus' name. Everyone said. Amen, amen, amen. If you if you would like a specific prayer for anything, if you don't know Jesus and you'd love to know him, please come chat with me here in the front. Some of the other uh, leadership will be here as well. We'd love to pray with you. You say, Mike, wow, I really just hope that you can pray into this specific situation and believe with me. Come, let's pray together if there's something specific. Otherwise, we're going to have caffeine and chocolate and samosas. Yes, two thumbs up. Hot chocolate. Yes, sorry, Leith, for the false advertising. (laughs) Have a great week, everyone. Thanks.